The sponsor for the Fruitful and Fearless and the Shepherd's Crook podcast for the month of February is the Banner of Truth Trust. The Banner is a Christian organization which publishes books, organizes conferences, and publishes a monthly magazine. The objective of the Banner of Truth is the promotion, advancement, and dissemination of better knowledge and understanding of the history and the doctrines of the true biblical Christian faith. We seek to inform, encourage, strengthen, and equip ordinary Christians and have a particular concern for ministers and pastors and those training for ministry. We also seek to produce material that's evangelistic and in God's providence may be used as a means to bring people to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. For more information about the banner, you can go to thebanneroftruth.org and find out more about their history and their mission. Also, there's a giveaway going on for the month of February of the complete works of John Bunyan. You can find the link to that in the show notes. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan and Lexi here. And if you follow us on Instagram, which if you don't, you totally should. (laughs) Um, um, So if you follow us on Instagram, you will have seen probably that we were going to be doing a episode on beauty, which is today's episode that we're about to be recording, or which we are recording right now, actually. Um, And so we thought we'd do a little icebreaker on what our favorite beauty products are. So, Lexi, you want to start out? I'm (laughs) We come up with these seconds before we hit record, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I talked about the Evan Healy stuff, right? I already talked about that. Yeah. Okay, so I think my other, because I'm super duper low-key with my beauty products, Um, but I do really like, I switched to all, I don't know what it's actually called, because it's not organic skincare. It's like like truly 100% natural, not greenwashed skincare a little over a year ago. Cause I was just, I was just like reacting to all sorts of things. And so, um, I found mascara is something I've always worn no matter what I have mascara on most likely. Same. same. So I finally, just a few months ago, switched over. Once I ran out of my clinic, I switched over to a natural one and it's um, by Ilia. I think it's I L I A. And I had tried some natural ones in the past that were just not good. Like there was no point in in wearing them. And this one, I love it. There's no, is it called fallout when you can like pull it off your lashes? Okay. Yeah. It doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't flake away. And I absolutely love it. Ilia is what it's called. And I know you can, I think you can get on Amazon, but I get it at Sephora. Okay. Now, does it actually work good? Like makes your lashes look yes. good. Okay. Because that's what I, I was gonna say. Super picky. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm super picky about mascara and kind of ruined for life by some good mascaras that I've used. So any naturally mascara, I'm like, uh, this doesn't even So I follow this gal on Instagram. She's I mean, I only follow her for her beauty stuff. We'll put it that way. <laughs> um, her 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 name is I think it's Sarah James, but her Instagram handle is World W H O O R L. Um, she, so she has her eyelashes are just always really pretty. And one day she finally said that that's what she uses. So after watching her for over a year and then I realized, Oh, that's, 
That's why her eyes always just look really pretty. And they have, I don't know, I guess like the different bristles. There's like three mm. different applicators on the one wand. So you oh, can do it cool. almost three different styles, which I really, really like. Because I like the dark, since that's usually all I wear, I like mm. the dark and dramatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yep, I'm that's definitely gonna check a good that out one. Then. Is it pricey? Um, I want to say it's like maybe twenty dollars. Yeah, I mean, because I, like I think pretty average. Cl- my Clinique was like maybe twenty four, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. It was the same as Clinique, which is why I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna switch it up because it's basically the same price. It's not, it's not like the sixty dollar ones, no. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. So my beauty routine, as far as makeup is concerned, I'm super minimal. I like. Like even on a day that I'm going to be out and want to have like what I would say is my full makeup routine on, then all I do is like a um, a tinted moisturizer, um, under eye concealer because I have real bad under eye dark circles even when I'm not exhausted. <laughs> it's just like a genetic under eye circle um, that all the women in my family are blessed with. So I always do under eye <laughs> concealer. Did I say mascara? I meant under eye concealer if I said mascara. But anyway, under eye concealer and like a little bit of blush and mascara. And that's like my full nine yards. Um, so what kind of what kind of mascara do you like then? Okay. My favorite one that I've used lately is the brand called Pure P-U-R. And it is a primer. It's two different things. You do a primer and then the mascara. Oh, okay. It. And I really, mm-hmm. I really like it. Um, but I really liked, I used to use a primer, but then it would always come off. It was weird. Yeah. It would like make the eye, the mascara come off. Okay. It's probably a cheap one. I don't know. This one hasn't done that for me. And I have tried other kinds of, um, the primer mascara combos and there's even one by Lane. Um, Oh, what is it? L'Oreal, I think that Mm -hmm. is not expensive. I mean, it's like a drugstore mascara and I like it a lot. So my tip with mascara, like even if I'm using a mascara that didn't come with a primer, I usually always put primer on before just because I feel like it makes mm-hmm. it go farther and you don't have to do like three. Um, oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about it like whatever. that. Yeah. But lately my biggest find is the under eye concealer because I feel like for years I've been on a hunt for the right, <laughs> right concealer um, that doesn't, cause I don't wear foundation really. So, and a lot of days I oh. like just do concealer and mascara. Um, so since I don't wear foundation, I don't want like a creamy concealer because then it, um, just looks like cakiness under my eyes or else on my face. So for a long time I wore like a powder concealer, but, um, I had a hard time matching the right color and I felt like it was just Mm -hmm. too light. And especially like in pictures, it would be like, Oh my God, (laughs) it's very obvious and not right. So just recently I found um, at Ulta, it's the brand, it's like a very cheap brand and it's called Essence and it's seriously probably like three ninety nine, and it's huh. their banana under eye concealer. And I don't know, it just works perfectly for me. So oh, sweet. Yeah. And it's really, it's, it's not thick or anything like that. It's just thin and, um, and it just goes on like creaseless. And then I put a little bit of like the yellow baking, um, powder that the Essence makes too on, um, on over it and it works really good. So is it a cream or is it a powder, the concealer itself? The concealer itself is a cream and it has like the doe foot wand that you put it on with, you know? Oh, okay. And then the powder is like a compact 
powder and I put it on with just like a, hmm. I don't know if you ever had the bare minerals, but I have a bare minerals yeah. concealer brush that I use to put that on. And then I was trying to, I had another mascara and I can't remember. Oh, here it is. It's, um, I don't even know how you say it. Monsieur Big, I think it's called. Monsieur okay. Big. And it's, um, I think it's Estee Lauder maybe, but I actually got it at Ross for $7. I'm sure it's expensive. Oh, sweet. But it's a really good mascara too. So if you're wanting just like an awesome mascara, that really good. that's a good idea to go. I always forget that they sell nice like beauty yeah. products there. Yeah. And it's, it's hit or miss, obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> or anything like that. But like, I've also got some Anastasia stuff at TJ mm-hmm. Maxx before that is, you know, normally expensive at Ulta. Lancome mm-hmm. is who makes Monsieur Big. I don't oh, even know okay. if I'm saying that big, but, um. But yeah, it's hit or miss, but if you just kind of glance every once in a while while you go in there, then sometimes you can find some good stuff for cheap. Yeah, that's a good so, idea. Those, I guess those are my Ooh, favorite okay. little beauty things lately. I, after we do this, I'll be Sweet. like, oh, why didn't I mention that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe we'll add them, in, add them in the Instagram posts whenever we post oh, yeah, that's this episode good. if we think of any before then. That is a good idea. I got to talk to Brian about this a little bit last night. I feel like he had way more wisdom about this than I do. (laughs) I can't wait to hear about it. I feel like this episode is the most that we actually talked about before we recorded it. Yeah. (laughs) Normally, guys, what we do is like, so next week you want to talk about this? Yeah, okay, sounds good. And then we kind of don't mention it to each other (laughs) until we record. (laughs) This one we actually talked about a little bit before. Yeah. And we both chatted with our husbands about it. So. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yep. all right. Tell me your thoughts, Lexi. Cool. Well, I mean, why were we talking? Oh, we were talking about this a few weeks ago in terms of just aging and having, you know, me having a fourth baby, just kind of trying to figure out my body again and um, being a good steward of it. But you mentioned something yesterday that I just thought was so spot on. It's, it seems like there have been pendulum swings throughout history um, within Christianity. And it seems like at least the last little while right now, either like you're called vain if you care about the way you look or you just should only wear denim jumpers and thrift store t-shirts sort of views of, um, of beauty. And I mean, this is also a complex topic, which is why we talked about it a lot is because there is not, I think there are biblical principles that we can apply in different circumstances, but the way you apply them in different circumstances may look literally physically different. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I think at the base of it, obviously our hope should not be in our outward beauty. That's kind of what we're talking about. We're talking about outward beauty. Our hope should be in our inner beauty, but as we pursue our inner beauty, outward beauty will be the natural result. I I just believe that. I believe that that will be a grace of God, mm-hmm. <laughs> that your joy, your peace, your, um, even just like as you become more and more sanctified, you will become beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, so, and yeah. we're talking about by means of beautiful because of the joy that is within you. Not, yes, yes. not necessarily that your figure will automatically be bigger no, or no, better. No. I mean, <laughs> bigger. <laughs> or bigger in some places. <laughs> bigger in the right places? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> better. Um, although like even with, even as I say that, I'm like, okay, well with sanctification, we may, if we, if we Mm -hmm. were not taking care of our body, um, we may become convicted about certain things that we're being responsible about. So 
I don't know. You know, it's like, it's a very, yeah. it is a very complex issue to be talking about. Yeah. Cause we don't like, I think what my biggest takeaway from talking to Brian yesterday is he usually says like, if you're, some of us are just made to be eights. Some of us are made to be tens. Some of us are made to be fours. And he's talking in terms of not even pants size, but he's talking more in terms of like, you're the sexiest of the sexy people alive, basically. She's a ten. But <laughs> yes, there you go. Um, in our egalitarian society, we feel really bad at admitting maybe someone's just a four. But as a Christian, we should be able to take that and give thanks for that and uh, just work with what you've got, basically. But Brian was saying that the reason somebody who's just a four or just a five can have um, great hope in their beauty is because as we pursue godliness, it should it should result in beauty because we won't be, we won't um, be neglecting our body. We'll be taking care of it appropriately. We're not going to be lazy. We're going to have energy to be doing the things God's put before us, which all of that stuff naturally results in, if, unless there's some sort of God ordained actual sickness, all that stuff will result in physical beauty. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So when you put it that way, I was like, okay, that, that makes sense. It's not that your, your goal is not, I want to be a 10 by the end of the year. Your goal is I want to pursue Christ. And if a benefit of that is being healthier and more beautiful, that's awesome. But if not my inner peace and my godliness and that inner beauty is what I'm pursuing ultimately. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, but I do think you mentioned Jared, uh, was it the verse in Romans about greeting one another with a holy kiss? I just think that that is a great principle because, um, it's kind of showing that we should be presenting ourselves in a way that we're dressing for others and not just ourselves. Like how do you interact appropriately in relationships? Back then it was a holy kiss. Today it is dressing beautifully right right or and yeah like the concept he was talking about like the concept behind greeting each other with a holy kiss is we should be um living in a way that whenever we see one another we are greeting each other with excitement and joy Mm -hmm. and anticipation of one another's presence and um and in our society today we sometimes live in a in a way where we feel like you know, even if I, hopefully I won't see anyone. <laughs> hopefully yeah, no yeah. one will come to my door. Yeah. Um, when I go to Walmart, hopefully I will be able to go in and out without any acquaintances recognizing me. Um, instead of a way of like, okay, as I live this life, I hope that God brings people into my path and yes. um, being mm-hmm. intentional with the people that mm-hmm. he is obviously bringing into your path daily. Um, but yeah. yeah, like looking at the concept behind grin each other with a um, – holy kiss like okay we obviously aren't kissing our brothers and sisters when we greet them um in america at least you know whenever we greet greet each mm-hmm. other in church but is our heart and our posture one of excitement when we mm-hmm. see our brothers and sisters yeah and i think too i mean even that little bit that you shared it was interesting to me because he had said something about the context was uh, what yeah. did it have to do? What was the prostitution? You mentioned prostitution. Oh, somehow. Um, okay. So, uh, I was talking about the scripture about don't adorn, adorn yourself. Um, oh, okay. Was. Um, 
uh, is it first Peter? Don't like with gold and braids. Is it first Peter three? I, I think, think it's first Peter. <laughs> Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair, the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing that you wear. Um, so yeah, when, whenever we were preparing for this episode and I'm reading that and I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? Because if it means mm-hmm. not to do that, then we need to know <laughs> not to do that. Yeah. Like, what does this actually mean for us today? Um, and uh, I talked to Jared a little bit about it, and he said that some commentaries talk about it as um, that was like a way of saying, don't let your appearance be as the prostitutes' appearance are like mm-hmm. don't be likened to those type of women um and that is definitely easily easy to apply for us today yeah um mm-hmm. <laughs> in in our dress um and in our posture in life like we live in it i mean even thinking about like we live in an age of social media how are mm-hmm. you presenting yourself on social media like are you mm-hmm. presenting yourself in a way that you hope that onlookers think that you are sexy or yeah. are you presenting yourself in a way that others onlookers would see Christ in you? Um, mm-hmm. So, and see godliness and see the work of the Lord and um, see the goodness of the Lord that it may lead them to repentance as um, scripture says, they see your good works um, that you may draw men unto you. So like um, applying this to what we're talking about, um, don't let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair, the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing that you wear. And then the next verse is, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle, gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. So mm. as we're thinking through this, like we, we can't talk about beauty without talking about how much the Bible talks about the inner person, the hidden person of the heart, the inside of the cup, mm-hmm. all of that that the Bible talks about. Um, and even in, uh, Oh, I have it written down. First Samuel 16 says, but the Lord said to Samuel, don't look at his appearance mm, on his height yeah. or his stature on his statue because I've rejected him for the Lord sees not as man sees man looks on mm-hmm. the appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. So, um, in all of mm-hmm. this, even in our being responsible with our four or our six or whatever, the Lord has, um, been gracious to us to give us whenever we are talking about that and talking about being as responsible and wanting to be as fruitful as we can with what the Lord has given us. A part of our being fruitful with what God has given us is pursuing inner, like, like she was talking about earlier, pursuing inner beauty, because that's, that's what the Lord is most concerned with. Obviously we can't, like I said, Mm -hmm. we can't, we can't do this episode without um, making sure that we talk about, okay, God cares more about the inside of the cup than the outside of the cup. The Pharisees were Mm -hmm. perfect perfect example of this um so a gentle and quiet spirit is what the lord but, delights in and then as we go on go ahead lexi i was just gonna say often the outward appearance is a reflection of the inward issue. yeah i completely agree um, i think there's a difference between like creatureliness like i literally just woke up in the morning and my hair is a mess because all creatures have messy hair when they wake up in the morning there's a difference mm-hmm. between that and then five o'clock rolling around and you wasted your day not doing anything productive and your husband comes home and your hair is still a mess. Like there's, there's a difference there between creatureliness and sin. So I don't want people to think that I am just saying there's never times for that, but 
go ahead. Right. Right. Yeah. I think it's, I think that it's good that we did this little prelude to where we say we are 100% in agreement with scripture that the inner person is what we should seek Mm -hmm. to be most beautiful in. Yeah. After now, after saying that, we move on to say what we've kind of been alluding to: <laughs> our inner beauty affects our outward beauty because we are trying to be as faithful as pos- possible mm-hmm. with what God is doing in us and in our lives. And so, I think too, just remembering like what we're what we're wearing is saying something, whether or not yeah. you realize it, it yeah. is saying something, and it's not judgmental. The entire book of Proverbs it t- is telling us look around at the story that we're telling Mm -hmm. and learn from it. Just like we should be able to look at the lesbian who's refusing the body God gave her. We're Mm -hmm. not judging her, but we're seeing the story that she's telling is Mm -hmm. I hate, I hate the Lord and I hate that he made me a woman and I'm going to reject Mm -hmm. the calling he gave me. Right. And um, I think in the same direction, we can say something like, okay, what are our sweatpants saying about sometimes yeah. about maybe the life that God has given us? Like, are we saying, God, mm-hmm. I'm not super thankful for these children because I'm so exhausted. Oh, that's a good point. Because I'm so yeah. exhausted that I cannot, I cannot even get myself ready in the morning. You know, um, I mm-hmm. cannot even bear to get clothes on for the day. And we've talked before about just like practically how much better it makes us feel to get ready in the mornings and, of mm-hmm. course, there are days that that doesn't happen, like for whatever reason, like there there are days and there are days by choice in my life that that doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Like there mm-hmm. are rest are rest days that I by choice, I'm like, okay, today is going to be comfy clothes day for everybody in the Sparks house where we are mm-hmm. comfy clothes and staying home. And those decisions are also to the glory of God that we rest. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is usually it's because you're being faithful that that happens. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, I, if life is a story, then um, even our sweatpants or our um, untamed <laughs> hair or whatever tells a story. And in the same way, um, our joy and our peace and our faithfulness um, to our appearance also tells a story or it can tell a story of God's good, God's goodness to us. And I remember in a podcast of um, what have you, where um, Rachel R- Jankovic and Becca Merkel were talking about a time that some, I think if I remember correctly, it was like an atheist woman, I think that came. Oh yeah. That came and visited um, Doug Wilson, I think is what the story went. And mm-hmm. um, her commenting like, Man, that she went to church with him, I think maybe. I can't remember all the details. But yeah, the she did. Of, okay, the gist of the story was her commenting on, I've never seen a more beautiful group of women all in one place or whatever it may be. And um, and one of them responding with like, okay, she wasn't saying this because we all have the best cheekbones here. It's it was because <laughs> the joy of the Lord that they all had. And mm. you guys know, like if you look at your own mm-hmm. life, there are women, there are women that I can, and I, Jared and I even talked about this yesterday. Like there are women who are satisfied, content in the Lord, confident in what God has called them to do and joyful that there is something so beautiful about them. Mm -hmm. And I know that listeners, if you guys think about that as well, you probably have a list of women as well. Like, Oh yep, Her, like I I know there's, there has been some older women in my life that I'm like, Oh my goodness, I want to be an older woman like that one day. Mm. I want that to be my appearance as an older woman. One that is joyful, calm, 
and confident in what the Lord is doing in her life. Yeah. I, as you were talking to, I was thinking about, about like the, the trend nowadays to tell women they're, they're strong. Don't tell her she's beautiful. Tell her she's strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Brian's always just reminding me and encouraging me to tell Daphne that she's beautiful and pretty. Cause Daphne even, I mean, she's two, she'll put on chapstick and she'll tiptoe around the house saying, I'm so pretty. I'm so pretty. <laughs> and I do not do that. I do not do that. I know it's ingrained in her as a little girl. And I think like, it's not wrong to want to be beautiful. God, like look at song of Solomon as an example, but, um, the reality is that because women are made that way, they, they need to be told that way from their daddies and they need to be told that from their husbands or they're going. If we just say, no, 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 no. It's all about a female's strength. It's just not because the second some guy comes into your life and starts Mm. actually acting on the God-given desires, that's where you're going to get your attention. Your attention is not going to be from your daddy. If your daddy's only telling you how strong you are, you're not going to care if a teenage boy shows up and starts telling you how beautiful you are because there is a desire in a woman to want to be beautiful, but it shouldn't be the sole peg that she's hanging the strength of her hope on. Right. If that makes sense. So I just, I think it's, just very wrong in today's culture that we're only making it about a woman's strength. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because we want to be men and not ladies. Right. Um, I liked what you said yesterday about if our children only see Christian women as frumpy clothes wearing, no makeup, mm-hmm. untidied, exhausted mm-hmm. women, then they're going to see the superstar celebrity m- swimsuit model as beautiful. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, like, I I want our kids to see myself and other Christian women who, you know, care about what they look like, have a desire to be beautiful um, for the glory of God and for the good of their families. I like what you also said the other day about like, mm-hmm. um, I think it was a quote mm-hmm. from a, I think it was a quote from a book you talked about um, that there was like a calmness to the children when the mom was ready for the day or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I tried to find it. It's in the, um, I don't even know what the trilogy is called. It's in the family trilogy by Elizabeth Googe that has, um, it's a bird in the tree, the pilgrims in and the heart of the family. So one of those books, it's basically, it, it follows a grandmother and basically her legacy down through her great grandkids, I think. But, throughout the entire series, it always alludes at how beautiful she was. It was just this timeless, elegant beauty. And it always seems as if the author is trying to portray her beauty as a source of emotional stability to those around her, which I think that is, I mean, everyone knows that when mom has a bad attitude and a frown on her face and is not looking very cute, everyone else around is going to be not too happy that Mm -hmm. day. So it's just, it's, continually through different plots they're following ups and downs of her grandkids and her kids lives she remains a source of beauty and that is a source of stability because even if dad was dying grandma is still the beautiful picture of help and steadfastness that a woman should be and Mm -hmm. I just really really love that and there's even a section where it's almost like an inner monologue with the character where she's saying like I know that it is a god given gift that he made me beautiful like this and that I'm to take care of my beauty as an old woman because it serves my family. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's such a, just a, a cool 
just, it was just a new idea for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Which yeah. I, and I think that that quote perfectly portrays what we're trying to dis- what we're trying yes. to say that our yes. beauty is not for our own um our own glory in any way it should not be our beauty should not be so that onlookers look and say jordan sparks is a pretty woman or lexi Sauvage is yes. a pretty woman mm-hmm. that's not what our hope is in our beauty our hope is that okay god has given me beauty and may i use it to build his kingdom and to be a blessing to those around me um, so I, mm-hmm. I like that quote because I felt like it mm-hmm. helped say what we're trying to say that like our beauty is not for yeah. our own gain. Um, and even mm-hmm. we're reading radiant right now. Um, yeah. so it reminded me a lot of, there's multiple stories in that book of women who, um, ended up getting married to Kings, um, that the King, I mean, which is, so. this is very similar story to Esther in the Bible, but um, in Radiant, there was multiple um, stories of women who the king saw them and thought that they were beautiful and was smitten by them. And they ended up getting married to the king and he ended up becoming a Christian and many, many people were saved because of this woman that um, a man saw as beautiful. And um, Mm -hmm. just that God used the this woman's beauty to save lots and lots of people do you remember the name of that one story you commented on it too that like Mm. he got the king got saved and then like thousands of people were baptized i've got the book following following the king's um following the king's example um and then also obviously esther in the bible like she was beautiful um the god and god used her beauty to save his people um and his working through her. Um, so I just, I, I kind of want to like, we both just wanted to talk about this because I feel like it's not talked about because so often we're scared that mm-hmm. it's going to be taken as like beauty is only vanity. It's only selfish. It's only like for a person to feel better about themselves. And yeah. um, there, there are bigger reasons than just mm-hmm. I want people to think I look good, you know? Um, yeah, it's happening when we talk about this stuff. So the two, I think, I think it was Margaret queen of Navarre and Catherine Parr. Hold on one sec. Uh, little boy interruption. Hold on. That's okay. You can go tell Ira, you guys can, he can come down, but you guys got to go outside. Daddy should be home in a few minutes. Okay. Oh, then go outside. Then why are you talking to me? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, um, and then, and then like on the other side of the coin here, there's also examples in there that Lexi and I talked about of like, and I really should have looked up their names. Oh, um, yes. I'll look it up. I okay. Know. I know okay. What say. <laughs> there, it's the one that was with Francis. Yeah. The uh, guy. Yeah. Uh, someone of Assisi. Claire of yeah. Assisi. Um, so she, on the other side of this coin, she thought that her body should be totally neglected, sleep on the ground with a rock for a pillow, wear very itchy hair shirts as a way to deny her body and um, yeah. thus be more holy and godly. Yeah. And that's not what we believe as Christians at all. No. Nope. Um, well, let's translate that. Yeah. Let's translate that modern day. Um, eat only plant-based to be as skinny as possible. Okay. Yeah. Or um, work your body to death going to the gym seven days a week so you can be as skinny as possible. Mm. <laughs> like that, that's what the root of that, that is, is that there's a certain, you're, you're attaching holiness to beauty or a certain dress size. Your righteousness is attached to that. 
Mm-hmm. So it's not, you don't even have to go be a nun. You just have to be someone hanging out. You're a gym rat. <laughs> or, or the complete opposite and think, yes, I'm not going to take care of myself at all. Yep. I'm only going to eat the quickest meal yeah. I can. I don't care if it's healthy or not. I'm going to mm-hmm. be seriously overweight mm-hmm. because I'm sacrificing for my family. I never get my hair cut. I'm yeah. sacrificing for my family. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, it's like this, you see it as a virtue because you never take time to actually take care of your body, but really you're sinning mm-hmm. by, by being yes. unfaithful with what God's given you because you, I, I, you know, it's like, you can go way either way with this. It's like, yeah, you could be, I think most or, women would be shocked that if they like ask their husband to take them to the mall to buy some new clothes, I am absolutely positive almost all husbands would be 100% on board with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially if you have a Christian husband, especially if he's a pastor yes. and you're like, yeah. Hey, you know what? I listen to this podcast and I feel like I really, I want to mm. pursue, you know, mm-hmm. looking nice to the glory of God for the good of my family. It's like, it's like the pajamas I talked about that my husband got me for Christmas when he's like, <laughs> yes, enjoy them now actually so we can both enjoy them it's like this is also a gift to our husbands when we take care of ourselves mm-hmm. something um, brian always says that really is so helpful when knowing if a person is going too far with this or if i'm personally going too far with this is when you just start looking silly <laughs> and mm-hmm. i don't know how else to describe it except for those old ladies who just won't take a picture of themselves with all their glorious wrinkles and gray hair. So instead they put these fake eyelash filters on and they make duck faces at the camera all all night and talk about how they can't get out of bed because they're so tired. And it's just like, okay, that is silly. That is not a way to use your beauty. That is not beautiful. You just look ridiculous. And now we all know you're really wasting your time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I was thinking of something, but then I We still out. have – I feel like we've only gotten through half of the notes. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I was going to say um, – uh, Man, I just like completely lost my train of thought. But I was going to say something along the lines of like it's a gift to our family that we take care of ourselves. Um, I got distracted by the duck lips comment. <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I mean – uh, C.S. Lewis, that quote, I think if any of oh, you yeah, guys yeah. Follow, follow me, I posted that little article um, yesterday, but I don't remember the exact words because I'm sorry, I don't speak Middle English, but mm. um, basically he was just saying like the person who is not willing to, they're not willing to submit to, tr- to tradition any longer. Mm-hmm. I'm probably thinking in terms of modesty and like timeless feminine beauty. Um, they are becoming self more self-absorbed because they don't realize the tradition they're trying to make the tradition about themselves but really traditions are to lose ourselves in so when someone wants to buck that off they're just becoming way more self-centered and that's part of what's happening with people want to buck the idea of women dressing beautifully in dresses Mm -hmm. okay so now it's pretty commonplace for i'm sure lots of women nowadays in our churches even don't have a single dress anymore Mm -hmm. um we don't we don't wear hats to church anymore because that's not, you know, in fashion. <laughs> um, we don't even like to brush our hair before going to church on Sundays. I mean, I can think of people that still just show up in PJ pants and I'm like, and that's the opposite. That's where they are so self-absorbed that they don't want to get out of their PJ pants and put on even a pair of regular pants. So there's always both sides of the coin here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I so think- you really have to figure out what your struggle is. 
Yeah. And when it, when it breaks down, like, okay, why, why do we feel like it's important that we're talking about this? Well, we talk about a lot of feminine issues because as we've talked about before, there's a lot of arrows that are shot at gender sexuality right now in our culture. So Mm -hmm. if there's a way that we can encourage more femininity in our Christian women, that we can see our femininity as glorious and God glorifying and a mm-hmm. gift from him, then let's do it because it's obviously what the enemy is coming against in our culture mm-hmm. and in our churches. So down with the andro- androgynous dress of the day yes. and <laughs> yes. women, get a fr- frilly dress. <laughs> I mean, Grow seriously, <laughs> I've had my, I've had probably since like the middle of my pregnancy, I've been like, okay, I want to recover the idea of the house dress. Okay. So, (laughs) so I finally found some really cute ones and I'm so excited, but now that I have them, I'm almost like, oh my gosh, this is almost in my mind too feminine, but it's because I'm just so not used to it that I I have a hard time like actively pursuing it, but it is something that I have wanted to grow in and I want to see other women around me grow in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was actually interesting because when we got to the section of, I think it's 1 Corinthians 15, where it talks about head coverings, which is a different topic. (laughs) Um, But we were talking in our, our, um, we have a private church Bible reading challenge group. And we were talking about like, okay, so the principle behind that idea does still apply today. And so what can that look like for us? It just means, oh, this is something we talk about. Sorry, we're going to go down another rabbit trail. It (laughs) means like we... (laughs) we feel content in the place we have under the submission of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so he is our covering. And because we're joyful in that we're going to curl our hair. But (laughs) what was cool was that there were some older ladies in our group who were saying, I think this is what was happening when I was growing up and all of our moms wore beautiful Sunday hats to church. Mm -hmm. And she said, I remember being a little girl sitting in the pew and I could never see the pastor, but I could see all these beautiful hats around me that were covered Mm -hmm. in flowers. And that's why I Mm -hmm. couldn't see the pastor. And I just thought, man, what a beautiful, it was just, it was just so interesting. I wouldn't have thought of that because I'm so far removed from that culturally. But I, I told him, I was like, let's recover the Sunday hat guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all about some hats. I do love some hats. I'm, I'd be game for that. Um, so yeah, go ahead. Um, I was was, a little bit, so go ahead. I was just thinking about like something we talked about a few weeks ago, you and me was how even the way we dress says something about our husbands or our fathers or the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, it says that our husband takes really good care of us and that Mm -hmm. we are well loved. So I think we just, Mm -hmm. that's something we need to be aware of as wives and as daughters that, um, it's a way to just tell people I'm satisfied in my husband and he takes care of me. And so I, I put those pearl earrings in or I wear that dress he likes, you know, it's not, it's not all about us. <laughs> right. It's a way to honor our husbands so, and for other people yep. to see that our husband takes, gives mm-hmm. us a life that we get to wear a dress, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, okay. I was going to change a little bit because I remember what I was going to say a little bit about okay, aging. Okay. Go for it. Um, the, oh, yep. Yep. They're okay. So, um, the Nancy, there's a Nancy Wilson quote where, she talks about aging and saying that um, we should be so proud of our wrinkles when we get Mm -hmm. them because it means that God has allowed us to live that long Mm -hmm. and, and that we should really see it as an aging as a gift that there's been Mm -hmm. many history that have died in young age or died in childbirth, you know, birthing children and not getting, not gotten to see 
their children grow up and not gotten to grow old. So as we grow old and wrinkle and hair, our hair grays, like mm-hmm. let us be thankful in our heart yeah. that God is allowing us to grow old and, and be cheerful about it and not be mm-hmm. like trying to always be self-conscious about our age. Mm-hmm. Um, or feel or feel like less than a younger woman or something like that, mm-hmm. um, but that we would be proud. Um, and then, um, yeah, it, which goes along with Proverbs thirty one thirty. Charm, charm is deceitful and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Um, so, like thinking mm-hmm. along those lines as we age, like are we fearing the Lord and being grateful for our aging? So since we're talking about beauty, I just thought I'd throw that yeah. in there. As, yeah, that's a good point. You know, we've no, that's a good point. And I think too, like thinking about it seasonally, it's not okay. So modesty, part of modesty is appropriateness. Is it mm-hmm. appropriate for a sixty-year-old to wear a dress that may be appropriate for a twenty-year-old? No, it's not appropriate. So don't walk around trying to look like a twenty-year-old. That is silly. Right. But you can also think about what is most beautiful. Yeah. What is appropriate for your stage of life will be beautiful is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I'm getting around this in a weird way, but, um, oh my gosh, I keep losing my train of thought because I have so many thoughts on this. I know. No, I see what you're saying, but like, and I'm glad that you said that because even with modesty, like, I feel like we should be so cautious because modesty is not a one size fits all for every woman yeah. across the board. It's not, it's not like I, myself not wearing this is modest this person wearing this, it's not automatically not modest also if someone else were mm-hmm. thing. You know what I mean? Like I just think there are occasions or body types or whatever that like just being gracious with one another um, and not getting caught mm-hmm. up in the details of what people are wearing or what you are wearing, but like guarding your own heart, working at your own salvation and like certainly if there's a younger woman in your life that is being inappropriate talking to her and like not being scared to have a conversation and like helping and leading, but, um, mm-hmm. but just not like being the, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know. Just not being the modesty police of like what people, what is beautiful for people to wear? Mm-hmm. Or what is godly for people? To oh wear? yeah. I think we, um, I I don't know. I think our our church specifically has had the opposite issue. Mm-hmm. So where we where women just don't want to pursue chastity because it's all the men's responsibility, if that makes sense. So yes, it is certain things are modest for some people that's just immodest for other people and that's just a fact. Um but we also have to be aware that we are responsible too for how we're presenting ourselves before Men in something that Brian's always saying is as women, we just don't understand how a guy's brain works. So we need to kind of stop acting like it when we're walking around certain things. Yeah. Um, so that's just, that's kind of from the other side of it is that I think women nowadays, because they, they don't, because of like the Me Too movement and all that stuff, they want to act like zero responsibility on the part of the female. And there are certain incidences where there is zero responsibility on the part of the female, but also Mm -hmm. you have to remember that we are to serve and honor one another. Yeah. And part of that means what kind of pants you put on (laughs) just to be blunt about it. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, there's people I've, I've never personally interacted with the person though. So I think like with our church, we've had the opposite where if we have had to talk to someone about it, they just kind of get mad and up and leave. But it also Mm -hmm. reveals 
it, I think when, okay, so when you are confronting someone like that, it will quickly reveal whether or not they are dressing for themselves or for others. Does that make sense? You're right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, either when you're calling someone to correction to say, hey, maybe you should, because I have had that conversation. That's a conversation I've had is mm-hmm. maybe you should consider putting on a dress and taking out those sweatpants. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, they're very open to that. But the opposite, it usually always goes bad. And that's okay because it further reveals what kind of fruit is there anyways. Yeah, right. Gotcha. But modesty should be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Modesty doesn't mean no makeup and clothes to the ground. Again, our outward appearance should reflect the inward truth that we are the bride of Christ, that we are blood-bought, that we are redeemed. And although we go Uh through difficult seasons, our posture should not be one of always a downcast heart. There are definitely seasons of mourning. There are seasons Mm -hmm. of difficulty. um, But the overall posture of a Christian woman should be one of joy and rejoicing that our King has won. Like, mm-hmm. like the Lewis quote was even saying yesterday, like we oh, are victorious yeah. people and we should be the mm-hmm. ones most ready um, to have to kind of paraphrase a little bit of that. Like mm-hmm. we should be the ones most ready to wear um, scarlet and velvet mm-hmm. and be rejoicing that we are, um, that we are the bride of Christ. And so, okay, mm. I put trials of this world aren't worth comparing to the glory to mm-hmm. revealed to us. So smile, be joyful. You have a reason to be and add some mascara to the glory of God. <laughs> well, and I think if you genuinely are in a season of hardness, the mm. reason you can put on a dress is because your hope is in a future yeah. glory. Yeah. You're not, not worried. Worth comparing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're not, you're not saying like everything has to be changed right now for me to be content. You're saying, no, I can be content in this trial, but because I have a future hope, I can also, like we're saying, put on a dress, put on some lipstick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Brian mentioned to me yesterday how the Proverbs 31 woman also, it says like her household was well-dressed. So, I mean, this can, that's kind of applying it differently, but obviously if she cares about her household being well-dressed and it's Mm -hmm. probably not wrong for her to care about herself being well-dressed either. And that was part of like a godly, a godly trait that we were. Yeah. All her household is clothed in scarlet. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, just like even in our appearances, this, yeah, of course this like plays into our children, even like, how are we taking care of our children? How are we like presenting to them? what is right in the posture of a Christian in our appearance to other people. Um, And again, not that any of this matters in our salvation. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. obviously we are not saying that you are, (laughs) you are condemning yourself, you know, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But in our growing in Christ likeness, Mm -hmm. our joy should also be growing our contentness should also be growing. Our satisfaction in Christ should also be growing. And all those things have an outward appearance also. What was it you were saying yesterday? This is the last note that we haven't touched on. Um, poverty does not equal trashiness. Oh, okay. So like whenever we lived in our 1973 trailer, so if you haven't listened to our finances episode, I talk about that a little bit. We lived for seven years in a 1973 trailer. And whenever we lived there, um, you know, we, we wanted it to be as nice as we could make it. Like we didn't have tons of money. We, um, didn't have 
very much money. And, um, but that doesn't mean that we don't take care of something. Not having a lot of resources mm. doesn't mean that we don't put effort into it. So like mm, okay. with our home, then like in our 1973 trailer, then just because we didn't have a nice home doesn't mean that we didn't take care of the home that we did have. So I think that kind of translates into this, like even if you feel like I'm not the prettiest woman or I'm really overweight right now or whatever it may be, that doesn't mean that you just don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like If you've been given something, then you've been given it to turn a profit on, to use your words, <laughs> to mm-hmm. turn a profit on. So like even if you feel like, okay, we really don't have money right now to do get new clothes, whatever, like you're wearing three years ago, hand-me-downs, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, like that's okay. Like to the glory of God, do it the best way you can go to the thrift store to the best way. Mm-hmm. You can. Yeah. Like, like ask people for hand-me-downs to the glory yeah. of God. That's okay. There really are seasons and we have been there yeah. where yeah. we don't Absolutely. have money to yeah. go out and get new stuff and whatever. Like that doesn't mean that you can't be faithful in the I think, season that you're in. I think you'll find too, that if you pray about those things, oh, God gosh. really will. Yeah. Like well, either okay. miraculously provide or provide creativity. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have to, I have to share a beauty related provision. <laughs> so I it. kid you not. This was, I don't remember when this was, I was pregnant. I guess I was pregnant with Valor. Um, so I was like, I, this was a, this was a time where I was like, I really need new makeup. And it was like, I didn't want to go out and buy it because I didn't want to spend the money, but mm. I was running low on it. And it was just one of those, like a thought in my head that was like, okay, well, I'd like to get new money. Excuse me. I'd like to get new makeup, but money's tight. Whatever. I go to church that Sunday and sweet, sweet woman came up, comes up to me and was like, hey, have you ever wore this kind of makeup before? Because my sister bought a bunch of these and oh, she got cool. a Poshmark or something. And she was like, would any of these be your color? Would you, you can have them. Oh my gosh. And I was like, yes, actually, this is perfect for me. Thank you. <laughs> and so like it, that that's was, cool. I actually cried because I was like, that's mm-hmm. such a just kindness of God and something mm-hmm. that I cared about. And, mm-hmm. um, and it was just like, God gave it to me as a gift. So when you say pray about it, like God really will provide mm-hmm. you know, for little things like that, that you feel like, does God care? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. he does. <laughs> I, I think too, like this is something I've really had to learn to grow in as a skill. So go at it kind of knowing, I don't know a lot about beauty and design and clothing, but I want to know about it. This is like, I want to cultivate that part of my feminine side. And I mean, this is silly, but you guys go find some, some good, trad Christian women to follow on Twitter because they are always so encouraging in this way. I have learned so much from them so much. Some who? I think it cut Just out. Just like some uh, traditional. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I don't know what they're actually called. Traditional gender old Christians on women. They all have like, they all say like trad Christian on their bios and stuff. Okay. So, um, cheerful readers, one of my favorites. I think the other one is mountain housewife, but I've just, I've learned so much. Even one of them recently was talking about how, we don't need to act like we don't have that. We don't like that. We're all 100% goddesses, but she said, since we've dropped so many of the feminine 
like beauty secrets. We just don't practice them anymore. That's how even plain women could easily enhance their beauty, their natural feminine beauty. We just don't practice beauty that way anymore because we run to either wearing tons of makeup all the time or plastic surgery, or you have to have, you know, a $20,000 income to afford that type of a wardrobe on a monthly basis mm-hmm. because we're not practicing just simple feminine, um, beauty practices, I guess you would call them anymore. Mm-hmm. So we just, we're, it's just kind of a lost art. So just yeah. really trying to recover some of that should yeah. be a, a fun female Christian calling. Yeah, we should. I think some, some examples she, yeah, some of the examples, she had posted it with a, like a picture of a lady who obviously didn't have any um, makeup on, but she had like pearl earrings and just a really simple up to basically. Mm-hmm. And it and it kind of reminds me of like Elizabeth Elliot. I mean, she, if anyone has seen Elizabeth Elliot, you're probably shocked when you see her because she has a huge gap in the front of her teeth, but Which she so had, I, I think it's cute teeth. too. <laughs> she had, because she was from that generation and because she was so strong on knowing for sure that she was a woman, she knew she was convinced. <laughs> um, she was able to, she was just very beautiful and elegant. I think elegance is what I'm yeah. trying to mm-hmm. describe right now. Yeah. And she's one of those women, when you see pictures of her, you're like, she was so beautiful. And it's like, like you said, she has a huge gap between her teeth. Like Mm -hmm. worldly standards probably would not say she's so beautiful. But when Mm -hmm. you see her and if you've read her books, you're like, she's so beautiful. (laughs) Well, and I remember her too, recently reading a book where she was talking about learning to keep house when they lived in that hut and they just had a dirt floor Mm -hmm. and just how she was trying to be faithful with what God gave her in Ecuador. And I thought, wow, I have no household challenges compared to that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like what's God given you? Turn a profit. Is he mm-hmm. giving you a dirt floor? Awesome. How do you do housekeeping in there? Get out. <laughs> Turn a profit to the glory of God. Be faithful with it. Um, which is like, we, we, we've talked about house stuff before. Like there's no mm-hmm. scenario where you should be like, um, I'm just, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to take care of this because mm-hmm. we're probably not going to live here very long or, or, you know, this isn't our permanent home or whatever, like beautify, beautify. This is what God's been given. This is what God has given you. Turn a profit now. Don't wait. Mm-hmm. Turn a profit now. I wonder if we're all, we'll all probably be wearing gorgeous house dresses in the, in the kingdom. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine something beautiful. I'm not sure. Oh, that's funny. Like, so this is, this has been a tricky topic for me because I, I grew up in a very, like, I kissed dating goodbye, super high modesty, um, youth group that was like, believe that if we just push these concepts hard enough, then no one will have sex before marriage. Mm. (laughs) If that makes sense. So I, because I, I love, I love feminine stuff like I always have I've always just been real I have an awesome mom that is really uh, a great example of this I feel like and I've always loved girly stuff I love clothes I love sewing that's another tip if you don't have a lot of money right now so go make some clothes go to the thrift store this is what <laughs> I did for years and still sometimes do because I enjoy it go to the thrift store get anything, any size that you like the looks of, and then learn mm. how to do alterations. And That's make a it good idea. You. And make it fit you because you can get- Is that clothes. how you learned how to do alterations? Yes. Yeah. So I would oh. always just buy whatever clothes I saw and then come home and make it fit me or make it fit Jared or whatever. Oh, you know? that's cool. So anyway, yeah. 
uh, what was I saying? Oh, so I've always really been into sewing and girly stuff. And I love, I love makeup. I have lots of friends that, um, I have a friend that's an esthetician and a friend, the cosmetologist, like two of my best friends are, um, those two things. So I like have serious hookups when it comes to these kinds of things. And I have frequently felt like onlookers have seen that as ungodly. And, mm. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's been tricky for me to navigate and put handles on, okay, mm-hmm. is this ungodly? And if it yeah. is, then I need to search my heart on that. But if it's not, I need to have handles on why it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's you, I just want to like give encouragement to that as that side as well, because it's mm-hmm. always like clothes, girly stuff, makeup. I've always just naturally. Your vein. You. You yeah. Say? I was just like, what is vanity really? Yeah. Yeah. So it, whenever, whenever we talked about this yesterday, Jared and I, it's like, okay, is it vain for a woman to pursue these kinds of things? Like if you are pursuing beauty, pursuing, you know, all the things we talked about today, is it vain? Is it wrong? And the conclusion that we came to is a solid, it depends. Yes. So, (laughs) so it totally depends. Are you pursuing these things for the sake of vanity, for the sake of the onlooker to look on mm-hmm. you and think, wow. Or are you pursuing these things because you think God has given me a gift and mm-hmm. I want to be as faithful with it, not bury it in the ground, but to mm-hmm. turn a profit on it so that he will um, look on me and be proud of what I have done with what he's given me. Mm-hmm. So whatever that means in your life, um, if you are being way too crazy when it comes to beauty stuff, if you are going way too far mm. and sinning in that way, then stop it and look to Christ and mm-hmm. figure out how to give him glory in your beauty. Or if you're going the opposite way with this, where you are not caring whatsoever about your appearance and you're thinking that in some way makes you holier, then stop it, look to Christ, and <laughs> figure out how to glorify him in your beauty. Yeah. I'm definitely the opposite. I'm the recovering tomboy. <laughs> yeah. It's weird because I grew up, I grew up in the country. Um, we lived on eight acres. We had chickens, like we had tractors and field and the whole nine yards. And I was always outside, but I've also really mm. loved domestic stuff. Like I love sewing. I love girliness. Like I really like cooking, which is actually a new growing skill and enjoyment for me. Um, since we, I'm thinking about this today. This is a different topic. Can we talk a little bit about a different topic for a quick second? This will come back around probably. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I was just going to say, even with cooking, like I've just loved cooking recently over the past probably two years and um, really since Valor was born. And I think one of the reasons why I'm loving it so much because it is a way to be creative and mm-hmm. and yeah. to like work with your hands and it since yeah. it's a season that I don't get to sew as much as I did in previous years of my life it's something that is like okay this is a way that I can be a blessing to my family it doesn't take me away from them mm-hmm. and that I can mm-hmm. do with them and yet yeah. be like creative with my hands so anyway man yes I was probably going way too far but one of those ladies on Twitter was recently commenting to me about how thankful she was that she could count her gardening pursuits as part of being faithful to her family and taking care of them. Yeah. And I've always thought, cause I've always been interested in agriculture and farming and food yeah. and gardening. Mm-hmm. And, but I've always kind of thought of it as like a hobby that that's what I get like a luxury, basically something that I spend my time on, but it doesn't really have anything to do with my family. But when I heard her like couch it yeah. in those terms, it mm-hmm. just, 
oh my gosh, I'm in a permaculture class right now. And I felt so different. I felt so happy that I could be learning this to then translate it in a form of health and love for my family. When I go put these seeds in the ground come June, you know, it's not something that is like off limits to the Christian. Oh my gosh. You plant so much later there than we do. (laughs) Is that like your, is that like your spring planting? Okay. Mother's Day is like technically when they say to you can get your stuff in the ground here. But oh, okay. I'll probably, I think okay. I'm going to start seeds next month. Yeah. I just bought wildflowers yesterday and they said, go ahead and plant them, which I was what? shocked about. I know. Oh my gosh. She, told me, she was like, it's actually best to plant them before a snow because it the snow keeps the like, ground warm. Well, it kind of opens up the soil to, um, to receive mm. the hydration and it will like suck your seeds just enough below the ground. And then the hydration of the snow on top of it, it's like perfect. Interesting. So if we'll even get a snow, we like, we've had like no snow this year. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm excited. Jared's making me a new garden box this year. So I'll have two. Oh, cool. And one, I think I may, I think I may do mostly herbs in my second one because I want to try mm-hmm. to dry herbs this year and like mm. put them in jars and stuff to cook with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you done that? Um, well, not ever super successfully. No, this, this honestly will be my first attempt at like a full blown garden. I've had okay. various plants before that, yeah. you know, herbs and, and vegetables, but this is my first attempt at like garden beds. Okay. Are you guys doing raised beds? Or are you going to do it in the ground? We we're we're really having to approach this piece of property with a ten year plan. So this year I'm doing since our garden er, since our in ground garden will never change. I'm getting that in the ground this year, and then next year we're going to do garden beds because we still have to do irrigation and um, reseed the grass this year. So okay, yeah. Is this was the this past year was the first year we ever did the raised beds, and oh my gosh, it's just like life changing. Mm-hmm. When for us, it was at least. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, we just have some interesting challenges that I'm trying to figure out again, how to turn a profit on in this piece of property. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to do in ground for some, but we also, we want to make our, like our, we want to be good neighbors. So we want our front yard to look pretty. So we're going to do some garden boxes out there for sure. That'd be pretty. Um, yeah. So someone's giving us a dehydrator, which I'm excited about. And that's a, oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Kind. I don't know what kind, no. Okay. But anyways, we're going to use it because we want to make jerky um, next time Jared gets a deer. And then I'm also going to use it for for like herbs and stuff. So My dehydrator just died, so I was dropping mad hints at my hubby about which which one I wanted. He got the, he got the clue. Don't worry. Okay. What, what all these your sport? Have you ever done like fruit? Because I love like some dried mango and that kind of stuff. Dried pear is the best dried fruit I've ever had in my life. I've never done pear. I like pineapple and mango the best. Yeah. Banana is just a complete waste of time to me. Like this. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) Why is it the most popular dried fruit? It's gross. (laughs) Unless this you should be salty. This it. should be this should, like plantain chips. I'm all about. Yeah, that's but. true. That's a good point. Yeah, I use it for sprouting, sprouting um, nuts and seeds. Oh, I know nothing about this. <laughs> I wish people could see your face right now. <laughs> I know nothing about what you just said. Sprouting nuts and seeds. Why are you doing that? Yeah, to eat so, them sprouted it, or to put them in the ground? Yeah, because it like soaks off the anti nutrient. Oh. 
Okay. So then you, yeah, it's okay. People have been telling you're the second person that talks about <laughs> why beans are not healthy because of something in them, and I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I don't okay, know if I well, have the mental energy to understand why. Beans no, aren't it's healthy. okay. You probably don't need to. You really, I mean, I don't know. I'm having some interesting health challenges at the moment, but I've done this for a few years, and I just recently had to stop doing it, and I am noticing a difference now that I've done it for so long. But there's like an anti nutrient in them that the reason God designed them that way is so that an animal could eat the seed or bean okay. or nut and it poop it out. The mm-hmm. anti-nutrient stays on there. And so then the, it would sprout somewhere else. Yeah. So it was basically how God allowed plants to propagate. Yeah. Um, but that anti-nutrient keeps humans from also absorbing the nutrients in the, the nut or seed themselves. So mm-hmm. that's also what you're doing when you, when you're making sourdough, that's also what you're doing. Is what sprouting you are yeah. yes yes you're essentially okay. in a way sprouting it <laughs> <laughs> so you're it's, it's helping your body absorb it so a lot of people that have certain issues like digestive issues or certain they need to sprout their legumes. Uh-huh. it can help them eat like i've heard that celiac people it can help them a little bit more and yeah whatnot sad. but i know bread's <sighs> good <laughs> yeah i know um yeah i i've heard that about sourdough sourdough people that even have like mild, um, like I don't think celiacs totally, but like um, gluten intolerances. Uh, yeah, do yeah. Sourdough. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I have yet to yeah. test it on anyone. Chemistry <laughs> in the kitchen. You should get. You should get your hands on um, nourishing traditions. Do you have that? I re- I got it from the library and I looked okay. through it and felt mildly overwhelmed because I only had it okay. for two weeks and I was like I can't digest all don't. this right now <laughs> mentally digested I mean I don't <laughs> use the recipes but I learned so much from the yeah. chapters in the I beginning need, about I food need to groups. get it and like read it like a book and not not even yeah. think of it as a recipe but I, I do somewhere in my home I have the nourishing traditions baby one that someone gave oh. me oh, and cool. so I need to I need to get it out because I'm sure there's like enough in- information in there that can get me started on mm-hmm. figuring some of that out. But yeah, I've just, you could probably even look up in the index thyroid and find some super interesting stuff in there. I bet. That's yeah, what I, I bet. use mine for is just yeah, like, just like health index. index basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've just been like trying my best to figure out all the ways to cook from scratch. So then when someone puts on me also, figure out how to sprout your beans before you cook them. I'm like, oh gosh. Oh no. Please I get that. I help totally me, understand. Lord. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, if you're having issues, then it's worth it to figure some stuff out. And it's just interesting. I, because I have to keep learning to, in order to keep interested in cooking constantly, it's like chemistry yeah. in the kitchen yeah. basically. Right. You just keep going further and further down the rabbit hole. Yes. <laughs> Deep one. Which, which, um, <laughs> We have gone. We down, are doing so right now. <laughs> you are welcome for a little sidebar on cooking, everyone. Uh, is that all you had to say on beauty? Yeah, I mean for now. <laughs> okay, yeah, we might we may have a thing to post in comments or something like that or on our story. So, anyways, thanks for listening, everyone. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of the Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started the Shepherd's Crook for Wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.